0: What role can you play in preventing suicide? Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected. My name is Aaron Mashpitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Today's episode of the podcast is a solo episode, and it's one of the most personal and important episodes that I do all year. It covers my beautiful big sister, Rachel, and some important facts and stats and things we can do to reduce the suicide rates in this country. And in other news, this podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company and I use their products every single day. So click the link in the show notes, scroll through all their products, see which ones might work best for you. Then once you get to checkout, use code EVERYBODY for $10 off your entire order now on to episode 184 of something for everybody hello my friend welcome to something for everybody my name is Aaron Mashpitz and this is a solo episode of something for everybody a very 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 special Episode of something for everybody probably the most important and special episode that I do all year This one and the one that I put out in May are two of the most important Meaningful and personal episodes that I put out every single year the one in May coincides with mental health awareness month and my sister's birthday This one in September, which I'm filming a few days before September, which actually drops on September 1st. So whether you're hearing this or listening to this or watching this on the actual release date or sometime in September, September is Suicide Prevention Month, and it's also the month that I lost my big sister, Rachel. Now, if you're a longtime listener to this podcast or if you're a supporter of You Are Loved, You know the story, you know why I'm here, you know why I do the things that I'm doing. But for those that are new, those that came along halfway through, or this is your very first episode, whatever it may be, thank you, first of all, for being here. I appreciate your support and your listen. Please give me a chance. Uh, This is an important episode. It's an important episode because September 3rd, 2018, I lost my big sister, Rachel, Rachel Mashpitz who would be 33 years old right now. She was two years older than me, and I'm 31. I lost her to suicide. Lost her to suicide in September 3rd, 2018. We are embarking on September of 2023, which makes it the five-year passing or the five-year anniversary of her death. And so on this podcast... Every single September, I I share a little bit about her, her story, and a few things about what we can all do to play a role in preventing suicide, and this episode will be no different. If you want to backtrack and, and listen or watch some of those previous episodes, those will be linked in the show notes. The first one I did about my sister, which is just titled My Sister, is episode 65 Um, The one I did the year after that uh, is episode 112, and the one you're currently listening or watching is episode 184. So this is the third year that I've done this episode around September for the anniversary of my sister's passing, as well as to honor her and all of those that we have lost to suicide during Suicide Prevention Month. As well as I did do an episode in May, I put one out in this may that's episode 157 that's about mental health awareness month it also happens to be her birthday month and so the episode i put out in may and september sort of coincide with uh mental health awareness month and suicide prevention month and her birthday and anniversary month and so i put out some information about mental health awareness suicide prevention A lot of my podcast episodes are centered around that stuff, practical, actionable tools, proactive prevention in terms of being proactive with our mental health, what sort of toolkit can we build, what sort of proactive society and culture can we build around mental health and suicide prevention, and what role can each of us play in preventing suicide in our own lives. And so that's the reason why I do these episodes, the reason why I do this work, the reason why I started You Are Love, the reason why this podcast has taken the direction that it has taken is because of my big sister, Rachel, who who taught me many lessons, many lessons when she was alive, um, many more after she passed, because I've had to really reflect on our relationship. And I always knew when she was alive, how much she meant to me, because she was an incredible person, uh, an incredible big sister, um, still to this day. And I've met a lot of people. Uh, She's the most loving, kind, open-hearted person uh, I've ever met. And so I had to try to take the values that she lived by. She lived by authentically those values. Genuinely, she showed up at in her beauty, in her just essence, she was those things. Her loving, open-hearted, non-judgmental nature. I try to carry those things on. Um, you know, because there was a portion in time in my life where I, I was not those things. I was not a guy who was open-minded or open-hearted. I was a bit judgmental and and, you know things that we all are when we're sort of developing into who we can possibly be we need that beacon we need that that distant shore that person or that that message that resonates with us that allows us to try and take these small steps forward to become the person we know we can and and my sister was that for me in my life she was my biggest supporter whether I was Playing baseball and she was traveling to see me play, or whether I was a, becoming a professional wrestler and she was there, you know, building me websites or uh, videotaping my first matches or just making me t shirts or just bringing her friends to my shows. I mean, just undeniable uh, support, undeniable support. And thinking about her over the last five years, her being just my guiding light on my shoulder. Um, you know helping me with the challenging decisions and the long hours and just the the purpose i feel behind creating the stuff that i'm creating with with you are love that's where this shirt is you can get it at you or or you know learning about mental health and speaking about it and trying to gain as much knowledge and share as many resources as humanly possible talk to different people put on events um create community have this sense of culture uh, and love around who we are and who we can become and creating community and deeper relationships and a stronger sense of connection to ourselves and others and, and, and not being afraid to, to speak about death. You know, because when a death happens in your life, you really get slapped in the face by, yes, this whole thing is gonna come to an end. Every single one of us will die. Every single person that you know, have ever known, have ever loved, or has ever touched your life, will die, and then you will die too. We have, to, we have to accept that that's reality. And if we can accept that reality and not let it be this black cloud that looms over our head, but this sort of motivator that allows us to really understand the fragility and the preciousness of this life that we are living, we can tell people in our lives that we love them every single time we see them. Not waiting for the next time. Oh, I'll fix the relationship the next time. Or I'll tell them how much they mean to me the next time. There could be no next time. Every moment you spend with someone you care about is the most precious moment you have. Treat it as such. Treat it as such. And and try and, and, and reflect on how beautiful your relationships are now. Give the people in your life who have changed your life, who you care about, who you love, give them their flowers now. We don't have to wait. We don't have to wait until someone has passed or until we give a eulogy at their funeral or until we talk about them in the past tense. Tell them now in the present moment that they are, big, that they are beautiful, that they have changed your life, that they have, they have given you strength and courage and that they mean something to you. Tell them now. Tell them as many times as you possibly can. That's the beauty of the right now. That's the beauty of all of this. That plays a role in our mental health and our overall well-being in preventing suicide because it can just be one small act that allows someone to really see the light. Their mind may be playing tricks on them. They may be in this deep pit of hell where they seem like they can't get out of it, but they hear this one thing. They see this one thing. They move in this one direction. They take one small step to build a plan to make their life better, to see hope. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's how we all play a role in preventing suicide. Now, yes, it gets much more complex because accessibility to care and policy making and things of that nature and environmental and circumstantial and uh, diagnoses, and conditions, and all of these things play a massive role in our mental health, in our overall well-being, in our health, and just the, the the general sense of well-being we have for our lives, and how we can afford food, and housing, and where we're gonna get our next meal, and all of these things, and our family ties, and how we grow up. Yes, everything everything plays a role, and I can't get into the weeds about all of that, and how to fix all of that, because I am not the man to tell you how to fix all of that. I am someone here to tell you that we can individually take a part in preventing suicide, right? Because we know that the pain isn't always obvious. Majority of the time, the pain that you cannot see, the pain that is not obvious, is the one that's hurting the most. And so yes, kindness goes a long way. Real, genuine relationships go a long way. Cultivating community go a long way. Having a proactive mental health toolkit goes a long way. Sharing your emotions, your stories, your vulnerabilities with the people you trust in your life, creating those lifelong friendships, those connections, those partnerships, those people that you can do and will do anything for or want to celebrate their success and they want to celebrate your success. All of those things play a role in building a society that is proactive about our mental health. And then creating accessibility to care, creating these environments and these cultures that are conducive to becoming our most healthy selves, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. And so we can reduce the amount of people that feel so much pain. We can reduce the amount of people that feel so much pain or burden or like they're not enough that they want to end their lives. Now, there's different types of I think of suicide and why people do the things that they do. We can't <clears throat> just crush it down to just it's one thing. It's not just one thing, it'll never be one thing. There's complex, nuanced details to people's lives, and there's intricate details that we never we may never know about. That's sort of where the guilt and shame lies when you lose someone to suicide. Did I know? Did I do enough? All of these questions, 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 questions start riddling through, and they never really leave your brain. And so that's why there's sort of different reasons, potentially, quote unquote, that people may do the things that they do. Some people suffer severe mental health conditions, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, severe depression. All of these ones that go on the list: OCD, uh, multiple personality disorder. All of these things. Maybe, maybe it's a moment in time. Maybe it's. They feel like a burden or it's financial stress. There's so many different things that could possibly be the reasons. But a lot of times, these reasons are strung together. And there are signs over time. And we have to know the signs to be able to pick up on the signs, to have the hard conversations, to know the signs, to find the words, to reach out. That's your three-step approach to trying to become a person who is able to recognize that, who's willing to talk about suicide in a direct manner when they think someone might be thinking about it, Right? There's a lot of nuances here. There's a lot, of complex, a lot of complex things. That's why we have very um, well-educated professionals doing the work. But on an individual, societal, cultural level, we have to take it upon ourselves because we cannot, we cannot every year have the number of suicides continue to increase. We cannot have the number of people deciding to end their own lives continue to increase. We have to do something about it. We have to play a proactive, preventative role. We can't always wait for the crisis and wait for the crisis and then try to step in. We have to anticipate. We have to be proactive. We have to build in structures and protocols and algorithms into our life to allow us to take care of the things that we need to take care of. So when the setback, challenge, diagnosis, heartbreak, failure, anything steps into our life, we have a plan to attack it and to continue to move forward even when we don't feel our best so we can continue doing those things so we can eventually then feel our best. Now, again, there's a lot of things that go into suicide prevention, but this episode really is about trying to get you to decide to play your role in that. Whether it's taking responsibility for your own life and saying, okay, I'm going to be the person who starts taking care of myself. I'm going to eat well, move well, sleep well, think well. You have to start there. You have to start with the fundamentals. And once you and mastered are brilliant at the basics of eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well, then how can you branch out into the broader community? Okay, how can you have a domino effect of positive resonance out into other people? How can you have this love 2.0 that bleeds out into the larger community so people want to start feeling the way that you're feeling. They see that you're exuberant and vibrant and feel good and you're talking about these things and you're moving better and you're sleeping better and you're thinking better like, oh, I wanna do what that guy's doing. So it bleeds out into the community because what you do has an effect. What you do has an effect, which ultimately means that you matter deeply. You deeply matter, and the way you move in the world matters. Your interactions matter, and how you take responsibility over your life also really freaking matters. So, it's again, it's about looking at ourselves, being aware that we have mental health. Okay, I have mental health. I'm aware of that. Okay, I accept my current reality. Now I move into action. Once I move into action, how can I then help the larger community in being a person who plays my role in preventing suicide. With that said, here are the some of the statistics. Here are some of the statistics. <clears throat> Let me take a drink first, excuse me. About suicide. That should If you if you haven't personally been affected by suicide in your life, You know someone, you've seen someone, a celebrity, a friend of a friend. You've been around it, okay? Maybe not personally, personally. Um, And I mean, I'm really happy and glad that you've never had to go through that because I don't wish this pain and this grief and any of this on anyone ever. That's why I want to talk about it so much so that no one has to go through this horrible thing ever again. No one has to feel the way my sister felt. No one has to go through the things that she had to go through, feeling like she was in the depth of her own darkness. And also no one has to feel the way that the people that loved her the most feel, her friends, her family, me, my mom, my dad, all of those things. That's why I'm talking about this at such a a powerful level. That's why I talk about it in almost every episode that I do. That's why I do these episodes at least once a year and you know these specific ones every September but I talk about these on when I'm a guest on other people's podcasts I talk about it on my podcast I talk about it when I bring experts on like this is why it's so important so no one ever has to feel like this again and then if they do, Feel like this how do we pull them back in how do we have proactive preventative measures how do we have mental health accessibility and care that treats them right where they are to pull them back from the edge to get them the help they need and help them see that their life is worthy of living that the world is a better place with them here that we need them here we need their gifts their talents their unique expressions everything they have to offer how can we do that that's really what it's about so some stats In 2021, 48,183 people died by suicide in the United States. That is one death every 11 minutes. 12.3 million adults seriously thought about suicide, 3.5 million adults made a plan, and 1.7 million adults attempted suicide. I hope those numbers really, alarm you and stand out to you and really want to make you do something about it. The rate of suicide is highest in middle-aged white men. In 2001, men died by suicide 3.9 times, 3.9 times, excuse me, wow, been a little sick, excuse me, more than women. On average, there are 132 suicides per day. White males accounted for 60, almost 70% of suicide deaths in 2001. And 94% of adults surveyed in the U.S. think suicide can be prevented. That stat at the end is the one that brings us hope. 94% of adults surveyed in the U.S. think that suicide can be prevented. Which means, if you think it can be prevented, which in some cases, yes... Not all cases are the same. I cannot generalize suicide. That is that is wrong. I think it's just wrong to generalize it. Okay? Because there's many complicated, nuanced, different things that happen when someone reaches that point. And we can't generalize them. We can't put them all in a box that diminishes the the beautiful... Unique person that they were and I will not do that to my sister because she was an amazing incredible human being that I love and value and will always love and value and see as the most Incredible and intelligent person that I've ever known and um, I know that many people listening to this who have lost a loved one Do not want their their loved one to be um, Put in that light and right so it's, so it's 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 complicated. Let's just say that okay, but I also say that with that knowing that in the back of your mind 94% of adults surveyed in the U.S. think you think suicide can be prevented, which means you think that. So now you have to take the personal responsibility. You have to take the responsibility on. If you have that thought and you take no action because of it, that's really that doesn't even matter. Take on the responsibility and the ownership of learning, learning about it. Go to suicideispreventable.org. Suicideispreventable.org. Link in the show notes. They have. Tons of resources right there. Go to American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Look at all of the resources, signs, sim, signs, uh, warning signs, uh, resources, uh, videos, knowledge, stats, uh, classes, uh, help, res- all of these things. Look at all of them, right? At SuicideIsPreventable.org, their sort of three-pronged approach is know the signs, find the words, reach out. Boom. It's very similar to awareness. Know the signs, acceptance, find the words, accept them for where they're at, know the words, then reach out. Action, it's all about that. And so if you believe it's preventable, which 94% of adults surveyed think so, then you have to take on that ownership. You have to take on your role as someone who can play a part in preventing suicide. That's what I wanna say about that. I gave you some stats, I gave you some information, okay? You've digested it. Listen to this episode again or watch this episode again if you need a recap. But then start thinking about what you want to do. Start thinking about what you want to do, how you want to play a role in preventing suicide. How you want to play a role in making this world, our world, our planet, and the people who inhabit it more loved, more healthy, and more valued. That starts with you. That starts with you. How can you make yourself into the best version of you? Eating well, moving well, sleeping well, thinking well. Building your self-esteem, your self-image, your self-worth, your self-love. Becoming the healthiest, most vibrant, most zesty version of you. And then helping and then stepping out into the community and doing that for the community and creating relationships and creating bonds. And creating events and movements and proactiveness and preventative measures and doing all of that stuff that we can all individually do as humans because we have the power and the capability to do so to change the world. One person at a time, one person at a time, one person at a time, just like we wanna get 1% better, 1% better. Well, suicide numbers start to shrink heavily when one person decides to take action, and another person, and another person, and another person, another person, another person, another person. Then <clears throat> there's no doubt that people see that, then policies start to change, then accessibility starts to change, then environments and cultures start to change. Then we start to move the needle forward and decrease, heavily decrease, the number of suicides happening every year. So I will leave you with this message. This is the message that resonates with me the most. My mental health nonprofit is called You Are Loved. I named it that because those three words came to me when I needed them most. When I was struggling my most. Just a couple months after I lost my sister, I was struggling. I was in a pit. <clears throat> and then these three words just kept popping up. And, and finally they resonated with me. They resonated with me. I'm like, yeah, I am loved. I'm loved by it ton of people. Yes, I'm in my grief and I'm shameful and I feel guilty and angry. and Yes, I am, but I still am loved. And maybe other people need to hear that. And maybe you don't feel that within yourself right now and I get that. But there's a path. There's a path. I know someone telling you, hey, you're loved. Just love yourself. It's like if you really dislike yourself, it's like spreading across America in one day. Not possible. But it is possible to accept where you are now, whether you dislike yourself, you hate yourself, you're, I'm okay, or whatever, whatever spot you're in, accept that. And then start to take the small steps forward to, to start to value yourself, to start to do things that build your self-esteem, to do esteemable acts, to build your self worth, your self-image. And then eventually, six months, two years, three years, four years from now, you can maybe like some parts of yourself and build yourself up that way. It takes time, it takes patience, it takes grace, but you're capable of doing that because the message I want to share with you is that the world needs you here. The world needs you here. It needs everything you have to offer. It needs everything you have to offer. Your beauty, your grace, <clears throat> your smile, your mistakes, your successes, everything. It needs everything you have to offer because you are a unique, divine gift to this world there will never be another you you are the best you and the second best someone else you are the best you and the world needs you here and that's my message to you because i believe that wholeheartedly okay i know what it looks like to be in the depths of hell i've seen it firsthand personally i know what it looks like and if you've pulled yourself out of that you are one of the strongest motherfucking people that i know and that's not an exaggeration be proud of yourself Sit there right now and think to yourself, yeah, I'm right here. I made it. I've overcome all of my hardest and worst days. And there's still so much to look forward to. There's that movie, The Friend, The Vacation, Waking Up and Eating Cereal. Like the small mundane moments are the most beautiful ones. Cherish those, live those. Because the world needs you here. Again, it needs you. It needs everything you have to offer. The good, the bad, and everything in between. It needs you here. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And you are loved deeply. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to that very personal and important episode. I hope it resonated with you deeply because we all, we all play a role in preventing suicide. And if you enjoyed the episode or it spoke to you in any sort of way, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And don't forget to leave us a rating or a review on Spotify or Apple. But the best way to support this podcast is through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Aaron Mashbitz directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit. You are loved, which I spoke about in the episode. But most importantly, most importantly, above all else, please, please take good care of yourselves and others. And I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.